Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Cerulean Roll. I am your DM, also playing, I guess primarily, Callius right now. And I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, as always. Um, if you guys would like to say hi. Hello, I'm Jamzy, and I play Nanette Silkenthorn. As always. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Bro, and I play mostly Adric. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I was supposed to have Jam do the intro, and then I completely forgot. Oh, you're right, I forgot too. <laughs> what? No, we're restarting the recording. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> let's get right into the recap. On the last session of Cerulean Roll, our crew rolled into Wildbush after destroying the fungal monsters on the trail. As Callius began to feed Autismo for the journey ahead, our party strolled into the streets and began to investigate their surroundings. They decided to walk into the nearby alchemist shop to buy some potions, but they began to be wrapped up in a conversation with a rather bored alchemist named Ash. Through this conversation, our heroes learned about the growing concerns for werewolves and um, Ash's need for their blood to synthesize a cure for lycanthropy. Adric decided to add a few vials to their cart in hopes to acquire some. As they left to as they left the alchemist aggregate, they continued onwards to a tavern with the idea of getting more information. As they walked in, a tangible tenseness enveloped the room, as they were in the middle of a rather harsh-looking staring contest. Or rather, an eating contest. The bartender pleaded with the party to get them to stop, so Nanette reluctantly and shyly asked the group of adventurers if they wouldn't mind stopping. They responded in a not-so-kind manner. At that point, Callius walked in as he was looking for them and instantly shot the black-hearted pirates after exclaiming, "Daw, bitches!" And after He's that, so a real for that. so real. And after that, an all-out brawl broke out in the tavern, more like a one-sided slaughter of these pirates. Callius instantly began to fawn over one of the adventurers named Mal and his behavior quickly had the party turning tail. Nanette, Adric, and May checked on the wagon and Autismo, and after a bit, Adric went to go retrieve Callius. And after he convinced Callius to leave, Callius imparted the wisest and corniest words that he could muster, and they left. He hopped on on top of Etismo, and that's where we start as you guys begin to ride um, down the street. Callius doesn't know where you guys want to go. He is just steering along the road, and he's just going, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm assuming things went well back at the tavern. All too well. So well. I got her speaking stone. We're on good, good terms. More than good terms. He rubs his hands together <laughs> like a little <laughs> greedy man. Wow. Really? Oh, yeah. 
it must be the Western charm. He takes off his hat. He does the a little, a little bow. Oh, did you tell her about the juggling? Absolutely, I told her about the juggling. Oh yeah, I can't you what happened. <laughs> it's not so fun when you guys talk about it, but you know, oh. if it works, it works. <laughs> <laughs> he likes Snickers. So only sometimes you feel like bragging about it. I see. Yeah. Mainly to <laughs> sweet and charming ladies like that. <sighs> He's like, I see. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he is happily humming. <laughs> hmm. Now where should we go from here? Oh yeah, where are we going? I heard something about some werewolves. Oh, oh yes, the werewolves. They what talked are those? about it in a not concerning way. Uh huh. Well, uh, what are those creatures? I guess. I mean, they. Were... She told us, right? Didn't it? Yeah, people who turn into wolves, big wolves. Ah, yeah. Sounding. Well, I'll put a bullet in its head and then go back to work. Well... Uh, <laughs> uh, there's multiple of them, and also it can spread to other people. Yeah, if they, well, if that's they no bite problem you, for me. you're gonna get it. Well, I don't see how that's a problem for us, because you got an arrow and a bow. He's got Eldritch Blast. I got a gun. He's got. Fast. What? A, well, oh. I mean, I mean, right. they're like wolves, right? I guess they would be fast. Yeah, we have to. We have to keep distance with them or something. I wonder how it would work if I turned into a wolf. I'm already a vampire. Honestly, I, I don't vampire even know. But wolf. let's let's not find vampire out. Vampire wolf. Yeah, well, yeah, let's yeah. Uh, keep that to imagination. Yeah, I won't plan on it, that's for sure. I hope not. I think you've already impressed someone enough. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't think it'd be impressive to turn into a massive... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wait. No! <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm so scared for you. <laughs> How far you does your love go? Farther than you can even imagine, May. Farther <laughs> than you can imagine. <laughs> May just do like size. Well, uh, something of uh, something don't change for other people. Anyways, next location. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, where are you going? Oh, we're gonna go somewhere other than the. Can you... do you remember what the places were? Well, uh, I can give you guys a rundown on it real quick. Yeah. Um, you had the tavern, which you've been to, the alchemy store, which mm -hmm. you have also been to. There is the inn, and there is also the very outstanding jailhouse, and you would remember that Ash did tell you that there is a werewolf down there. Um, 
And that is about that. Oh, they're also like, you know, your basic buildings, the churches, the whole rundown of a town. Yeah. So, hmm. where will it be? Are we thinking library or are we thinking something else? I'm thinking library. I think so too. All right. Um, you guys uh, begin to walk ahead of Autismo. He's doing a very slow trot around town as the wagon is being dragged behind him. Um, and you begin to steer Callius into the way of the library. You see, this library doesn't look too well used. It's very rickety. The wood is splintering in several places. There are um, signs of age and decay that haven't been really fixed up. The hang is the sign is hanging from one singular rusty chain. Um, and as you guys open the door to this tavern and or this uh, library, sorry, um, and you guys walk in. You see the inside's a little bit more cozy and maintained. It's rather small in here. There are like a series of six bookshelves on either end, uh, with the walls also having books on them as well. You would see to your immediate right that there is the librarian there. Uh, looks to be like this old gnomish man with a big hefty beard that is twirled into several knots and he has these glasses that are almost the size of his whole noggin oh my god his noggin oh some big glasses he you see that he was like kind of slumped over and then he like turns around and he goes hey who are you oh hi Hey, hello, are you here to study some books? Yeah. Oh, grand, nobody here reads. Really? Oh. oh, absolutely not. I think the most that uh, this library gets is, um, uh, yearly eggs thrown at it. That's about it. Why? I don't know. Kids hate reading, and parents don't bother. That's goodness. Unfortunate. Very. Uh, I mean, when you could die the next day, I don't think many people really care about getting smarter. Dang. Yeah, dang is right. I, I've lived this long, so I'm pretty good with sitting inside of a library and studying up on a good book. So, what can I do for you? Mostly we, we want to take a brunch. I don't think that cats brunch. Yeah, have fun. And as you guys walk past him, you see that he pulls out a book from under his desk and he begins to uh, ha pull a candlelight closer to him and also begins to flip through his personal book. And... Uh, as you guys fully walk inside, uh, the floor is carpeted to muffle your steps. It's this 
kind of aged and dried red with several golden accents that had more luster back in their day. Um, everything in this library is built out, out of these soft, pale blues that are now more bordering on, like, an ashy gray. Um, what do you guys want to look for? Hmm. There's nothing really specific. I do want something that catches the eye. Okay, so I'm gonna say, um, you can just roll a, uh, I'll say an investigation check. Um, Nanette, if you want something more specific, uh, do let me know. What the hell? Um, Adric, you don't find anything too eye-catching to you. Um, what you do find is a book based on the region you guys are in right now. The Shadowfeld Sonara. It's this dusty, white-covered book that is... It has this gold inlay on it, and it just reads, uh, Sonara. Uh, you can pick that book up, and, um, Nanette, anything you want to look for, or do you want to think on it a little bit while I... Uh, let Adric read this. I mean, based on what we talked about before, I think I want to look for a book about the gods. Okay. Um, definitely roll me an investigation check. I'll say since you're looking for something specific um, with these books... Roll me uh, with advantage. Okay. Um, and while you do that, I'll tend to Adric. Um, Adric, oh as you my- begin... Holy shit, oh that's a natural Oh my god! Funny. <laughs> okay. Finding the book! Sweet. Um, Adric, you take this dusty white book over to these circular tables that are kind of nearing the front. There are these lights affixed on a uh, hanging chandelier. They are like nearly burnt out completely. The wax is even dripping down a little bit, but not too intrusive. You pull open the book and as you look into this, you see that the first thing it details is the fact that Sonara this version of Sonara is hailed by an all-seeing emperor, an emperor of silence. His means are typically on the grayer scale of morality. Um, You see it details exploits like um, mainly in the silent capital, the oppression of knowledge and decades of just absolute silence. If noise was uttered within the silence capital, 
you would either be exiled or you would be put to death. The wordless king is what he was called. And you would see a sketch of him and you would see in this grandeur, this white silky robe that is in tatters and peeling down a skeletal body. There is... It, this is a complete skeleton. You see that its mouth is melded together as the teeth are sewn together. They look like they are so melded together, it's almost like melted wax. You see the sides of his head are completely caved in and atop his head, not sitting on top of it, but melded into it also, is a jagged crown of white bone. Oh, wow. They say that this man bears the crest of famine. But the thing he stops providing to people, the thing that he prevents people from attaining, is sound within his domain. No child may speak. It is very scary. Um, But he is the rightful emperor of mainly the silent capital. The silent and I'd say that's about all the information you get about the wordless king um and it just basically details about places you have seen already like the rise of the obsidian kingdom its founder the barbaric king who has lived a hundred years and more his exploits through conquering the land, shedding blood in the name of people who he uh, loved. He built a civilization to make a safe haven for people in Shadowfell. Oh. But he was also a ruthless conqueror who set his eyes on all the land. In Shadowfell. But he was pushed back in his boundaries. Goodness. And I'd say that's the most uh, you're going to get out of this book. (laughs) And Nanette, with your natural 20, which one of these gods do you want to know about? Hmm... Uh, I think the one I've been most intrigued by is the, if I remember the names correctly, there was, one of them was the compass, right? Yes, there is the compass, the depths, the tides, and the stone. Yeah, I think the compass was the one I was most intrigued by. Oddly enough, the compass is the most common book in this library. You find several oh. books detailing the compass. Okay. 
you take it over to the table with Adric, and you also begin to read. If you want to read this out loud for um, Adric, I, I would say I'll read it to you, and um, you can detail what you find to Adric. Or okay. I can let oh. you read it. Oh, really? Yeah, you want to read it? Oh, Sorry, time. Oh, okay. Okay, I will send you all of this. Um, oh, since you you rolled a natural twenty, I'll give you I'll give you what I have. Clean <laughs> roll. Okay, I wasn't expecting this. This is the most common god as well, so that's why there is an abundance of literature revolving this god. This is all you see. Oh my god. Whoa. Okay, I immediately I see a word that I don't know how to read. <laughs> progenitor? It's the progenitor? It's progenitor. Yes. Okay. Could For context, that means the creator. The progenitor of the ashen seas and the luminous wild sea, red strings of fate connect and weave through every plane of existence. Even after you die, your string is not cut. It will just be wearing so ever thin and tied to your soul. The thinning and culling of a string after death symbolizes the great strain of life. The great strain life has on the soul. However, its endurance and persistence speaks volumes for the everlasting perseverance of fate itself. Yafal connects and weaves the lives of people together intertwining them in a knot that could last a lifetime or one that could that only causes friction within your string however much as their nature suggests most strings find themselves locking together and binding through the very nature of the soul yafal does not always lay down fate for those who follow them instead they opt to watch as the strings weave their own glorious tale as they trailblaze through the world if you fight the path that's been given to you, Yafal's gaze merely affixes to it. Yafal is often symbolized as a bundle of red strings tied around an axis. They are also depicted in statues as an ambiguously gendered human person, with long and sprawled out red hair that seems to endlessly wave around them. Golden bands clasp tightly across their limbs and even across their torso. They are also often depicted hugging a gentle wisping flame. Through the walk of fate, evil must walk to give good a purpose to run. Good should always seek to erase all evil. And evil should follow suit. An endless loop string tied tightly at both ends. No matter what you do, evil will rise. No matter what you do, good will rise. And that is primarily what you find with Yafal's books. Um, it is basically the message of an endless and boundless fate that you cannot control. But you can control it at some points. It's very interesting. It's so 
It is. I love it. And Yafal... You would have seen pictures of Yafal, and they are this, again, very ambiguously gendered person with flowing red locks that seem like a sea coming out of her head. Out of their head. Um... If you want to roll me another investigation check uh, for any of the other gods, I will say you'll probably have to do it with um, just a flat roll. All right, sure. But Ninette, does anything resonate within you as you are reading that book? As you were reading that book? <laughs> I think you might have noticed, but that that last passage... Really, uh, it, it's in, it, it's relevant. Mm -hmm. It's been there since the beginning. <laughs> that message. Yeah. And also just the whole, like, lack of control, but also some semblance of control that you fall adjusts to. It's very interesting. And if you would like to roll me that investigation check, uh, this time, Adric, if you want to read the book, you can. Which one? Uh, if if you want to roll the investigation check to read about oh. another one of these gods. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a good roll this time. Oh, very good roll. Okay, who are you interested in? There's the depths, the tides, and the stone. Ooh. Both the depths and the stone interesting. I think... Um... Mm -hmm. huh? No, it's up to you. Hmm. Do I know, like, any simple information about them? To be able to, like... You would know their basic purposes. The depths... Yeah, their basic purposes. The depths is death and acceptance of it. Um, the tides is life and forgiveness. The stone is inner and outer strength. I think depths interest me. The depths. Okay, I will send you a uh, big old chunk of text. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry about this. It, this <laughs> might be longer than the first one I sent. Uh oh. Um, and I will send that. But that's okay. That's okay. Uh, here you go. Let's see. The endless ocean depths. They stretch downwards, and even in the clearest ocean, you begin to get lost in the enveloping pressure of the depths. The depths provide sanctuary to those who wither away, but just as every ecosystem death provides life to others, dying can be fearsome and scary. But in the end, there is nothing you can do other than accept that fearsome fate. Ooh. Morse takes great pleasure in his job. Not as the ender of lives, but the fighter of souls. The warm fairy ride down the river of celestials. Morse has been said to talk to those who have died. Said to have talked to those who have come close. Not many people get the chance to be revived from the celestial heavens, however. Those who have say, Morris simply just talks about your life as you find your new soul, your new soul sanctuary, an eternal dream shrouded in the depths of the sea. 
Those who follow Morris do not fear death, because they know his eternal kindness preserves amidst the darkness and depth of his deep ocean. Morris is often depicted as a tall and slender triton man. Ooh, a triton! A triton, I love my fish. That... Yeah, fish! With hair that trails down his shoulders like a rolling ocean fading from a dark blue with a gradient to lighter tones towards the tips. His eyes are often soft and complemented by a smile affixed by his, below his sharp nose. Morris is often symbolized by a shell tucked into sand. The shell symbolizes the rigid strength of living, but a grim reminder of death to be faced. As deaths limber with its echoing pressure, the weight of life is accentuated. I think that's your pronounce, right? Ex accentuated? Yes, it is. Accentuated. Yeah. Despite all the agony and distress you endure in life, one comfort can, can and will remain. You shall slumber one day, sweet child. Find comfort in that everlasting dream come, and accept your fate. May you follow strings and down the path. Oh. Oh. You see, as as you were reading that, May is looking wide-eyed <laughs> and shocked. Is there something you like about this? <laughs> or is it terror? It both. Oh. You know what, Fanny? Oh, what a chilling way to describe life and death. Well, yes. Pretty, pretty right. I suppose Especially it's just what comes with life. Yeah. Yeah. At, at least he's nice about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like make sure you're being you... tucked into bed. <laughs> May just like slumps in his chair. <laughs> you know what? Let me let me find the one about life. I I bet she's. I I've been praying to Trelasa. I don't know much about her, but let me let me just look. He like frantically runs <laughs> around. Please. Uh, that's oh a God. twenty-one. He he can find a book about He's her. He's finding it. We're very good at this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love that my lore is getting out. I love that my lore is getting out. <laughs> lore. Um, the vicious and oh wait, I should read it in May's voice. Uh, May brings this book over to the table. He puts it down. He like does a quick prayer, real quick. Please be good. Please be good. Okay. The vicious and relenting tides, their reach knows no bounds. They crash, they strike, and they envelop all within their reach. Many breach her surface, gasping for air. But they do it, buddy. I'm just, I'm already seeing where this is going. Um, but they still stand at her mercy. For no one else will take mercy on you, besides her, <laughs> oh god. Trelassa is a tempestuous goddess, one of extremely high highs, and the lowest of lows chasing right behind you. A follower of Trelassa must follow their whims, but one thing is absolute with them all. Her champions, her followers, and her children 
must stay strong and endure the weights of the world placed upon them. Persevere the erosion her toll takes on them. They must curse her in the moment. They may crumble and cry, but they might be swept like a pebble within a great tsunami. But those who persevere through it all, those who stand with scars tattering their body as life has worn them down, will often thank, beg, and latch on Trelassa's gift of life. But Trelassa cannot do as she please, as her lesson has been taught and etched into one soul. Her followers must be taken from her. Just as Trelassa has scarred Moors and her own son Ishi, she must now abide by the perpetual turning wheel set in place by Yafal. Trelasa fought for all creatures to be immortal, to be limitless, to be able to live freely. Her son, her husband, and her best friend all fought a violent battle against her, one that she lost. The creatures she gave immortality to were burdened by weakness, burdened by agony, one with eternal life could only feel. Trelassa has various depictions, often all accompanying each other within the sacred churches she owns. One of a fierce warrior with short hair that splays across her head, a sword tightly held within her grasp as she looks onwards. One of her crying with long hair that spills out to the soles of her feet, clutching onto a child. All iterations of her have soft cyan hair that has vibrant white streaks towards the tips of her hair, looking like sea foam on the edge of a wave. Her eyes seem to hold the ocean's swell within their grasp, and golden earrings drape downwards and stop at her midsection. The features are reminiscent of the elven race. And it says here, Swelling oceans beat across the lands, place their weights on the depths below, and reach towards all they can see. Ideal in nature, but wrathful in its own endless passion and unpredictable dance. But what is more predictable, more unpredictable and hurtful than life itself? Won't you forgive her? May just, like, closes the book and just... Like slams his head onto the table. Oh! Wow! Oh goodness, that was something. Sad. Very. Uh, she, she, me, You sound so nice, but also, please. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do get it, though. You can't really stop life from hurting you so badly. <laughs> he looks at his open <laughs> hands. Uh, yeah. Well, um, does anyone want to go for the last book? I'll, I'll just say what the roles you guys have been having. You find it if you want to read it. Nanette, you're reading. Oh, whoa. Hello, paragraphs. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> Yay! 
People from many walks of life come to the Stones churches in order to find strength. There are those who are abundantly and wholeheartedly trying to usher in physical strength into their life. There are those who want nothing more than to bring in mental stability, find strength in their soul to continue moving onwards with a strong head. Many people with illnesses and disease come to find physical stability. Most people who follow Ishii tend to lead lives of great health and bountiful fortitude. But as with all things, Ishii demands you to take care of yourself, eat when you are hungry, sleep when you are tired, get up and run when you are awake. To be as strong as stone, you must first reach a level of stability inside of your head. Find inner strength to continue pushing through the great pains of life will thrown at you. You will feel like you want to give in. You absolutely will feel distressing agony. Ugh. But to stand up and hold your head above the erosion of life is where true strength lies. Ishii is often depicted as a rather large and imposing man, defined muscles that almost look like lines running through his entire body separating the groups of muscles individually. His ears are elongated and covered in spines like that of a triton. He has wild and curled hair that starts off as messy and white towards the top of his head, and gradient all the way into the deepest blue. Two gray pieces of rock-like coral strike through the white hair. Ishii is symbolized as a polished rock with sides so shiny that they hold reflections in them. Cracks may persist through it, but its strength makes those cracks nothing more than a scratch. The stone stands amidst the erosive waves of the ocean. Even if it wears away its strong and sturdy composition, will proceed to stand above all and persevere with astounding strength through the onslaught. Even if you tremble and quake, even if you fall into obscurity and nothingness into the beatdown of life, reforge yourself like magma and come back stronger next time. Oh, I like that guy. I really like that guy. Oh, very cool. I, I think that guy's awesome. Yeah, actually. Changing religions. I mean, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big step. Um, I mean, to be honest, I didn't know much about Dralasa anyway. But, um... Fair. Uh, Ishii Ish seems like a, a man Um, I could definitely aspire to be. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna say this entire time, uh, the, the second you stepped into this building, uh, Callius realized where you guys were and just fell asleep on the table next to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wow, he's very disinterested. Very. <laughs> I you know, I don't think he's ever picked up a book, ever. No, I, he doesn't uh, look like You might it. be right, actually. Maybe if there were books about cowboys. Oh, maybe you're right. No, I think he'd get books about how to talk to women. That, yeah. Well, actually, maybe his ego is so big that he'd feel you, like he wouldn't no, 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 need no. it. You know, you know what kind of books he'd have? Those are hmm. uh, cheap pickup line books. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> I, I, I could see that for him, yes. 
Callius like opens an eye and goes, <laughs> "All right, I see how it is." <laughs> Actually, again, maybe his ego is so big that he feels like he doesn't need it. I'm awake. I know. <laughs> he spits at you. <laughs> All right, I see. <laughs> he like he just walks up to the table, like puts his hand on it, and just go looks at you. Are you well? Are you ready? Did you get what you need? Mm, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, am so I really wrong? He like looks to the side for a second. <laughs> He, like, thinks. Well. First of all, I have read books. Not about pickup lines, no. And that's not an ego thing. <laughs> I just preferred the tales of one of my favorite heroes. That's all. Ooh. Oh, really? Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I prefer to read about her than anything else. Huh. Well, who is it, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, uh, well, I don't know if you heard of her, but it's Cassie Holdenhart. Ooh. Huh. Wait. I think I remember reading something about her. Oh, yeah, she's like one of the coolest cowgirls ever to ever to ever. And she's been a real big inspiration for all of this. And she was also my neighbor. Uh, she, she was your neighbor? She was your neighbor? Yeah, how do you think I learned to sl sling guns so good? Huh. Us? Yeah, yeah my, my, my uh, daddy used to swing around a sword. I wasn't too much for it. So, uh, you know. I, p I picked up a few things from a neighbor. Whoa. Huh, pretty yeah. cool. Her and her husband are crazy. They are some of the strongest people I've ever even interacted with. But some time ago, they just kind of picked up an abandoned ship. I didn't see them for a while. Um. Hmm. I wonder why. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, Doing wait! cool adventuring stuff, huh? Oh, shit! Uh -huh. He was a werewolf! What? Uh, who? Her husband! He was a werewolf! Oh, uh, he was a werewolf? Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, oh. What? What yeah, I, I was wondering where I remembered that from. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about how he could do that. Why? He, yeah, he talked about it like it was some monstrous curse, though. Um, I mean, well, I mean, lines up thing here. Oh. Yeah. Well, and he <laughs> strolls out. <laughs> oh. There we go. Okay. Just. Casually drops that he lives next to one of the greatest heroes, okay? Right. I've only heard, like, legends about her. 
Right? I Insane. I was always more of a Phineas type person. He <laughs> may gets up with the table. <laughs> <laughs> Though I always did enjoy Kane. He was very like me. Oh, Mark loved Kane. I did too. He's so cool. Yeah, I, I like the idea that he was way he was a bit more book smart than the others. Right. It seems like every group needs a book smart person. I yeah. feel like you were about to say nerd. <laughs> I in <laughs> it, it almost came out. <laughs> May squints at you. <laughs> well, they correlate, don't they? I suppose so. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's not bad. The world I needs guess. nerds. Yeah, otherwise we'd be overrun with disease. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, do you guys uh, leave? The yeah. library? Yes. If there's anything else you guys would like to research, I'm not rushing you. Callius is just gonna wait outside. Um. Hmm. What else? What else we could possibly research? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean what you do research? <laughs> 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 what else could we so possibly research, Josie? Um. 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 What does that look? Hmm. Maybe, maybe like the the kingdoms here. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Cause it'd be useful to get information on them. Yeah, true. If there's anything on them. We could look. Yeah, we can try. Uh, so what exactly are you looking for? Like, um, the other kingdoms? Yeah, mm -hmm. the other kingdoms. Okay. Uh, roll me an investigation check, just a flat one. Alright. Not again! Okay. Oh no! Um, as I was going to say, there is not much to be noted about the other kingdoms, they are very like how the Obsidian Kingdom was. Mm. Um, the vague hints that you get is that they were all pretty much forged through battle. There was a lot of push and pull through territory and a lot of problems. Um, you would see, like, their are iterations of a map in an atlas, and this tells you basically how things went. You see, as there is territorial lines drawn through the entire map, at certain points, it looks as if the Silent Capital has enveloped nearly all of Shadowfell. Um, or nearly all of uh, Sonara, I should say. Goodness. Then you see at points where uh, that line begins to be pushed back and different kingdoms that you haven't seen on the map begin to rise up. You see that there is, like, um, different kingdoms like the Amethyst Kingdom. There are, like, the Jade Kingdoms, but they all rose and fell as quickly as they came. 
um, only to be replaced by different ones. You would see that there's not ever really times of stability here. Hmm. Okay. Like, as you would have guessed, the founder of the Obsidian Kingdom is still alive. So that really does show, like, a timeline for how recent it is. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense why there wouldn't be much information about them. (laughs) Yeah. I would say one thing that might stand out to you as you find a more recent map is that near the Coal Kingdom... Well, it's not a kingdom. It's the Cold Keep. It's a castle made uh, completely out of jet black material that spreads across the land almost like infectiously. It Uh. infects everywhere nearby. And inside of the Cold Kingdom, there is a giant that rules over all of the nearby lands, the small villages, the more monstrous creatures of the area with an iron fist. Freaky. Intimidating. Very. Other than that, you basically just get a bunch of info of wars that have waged. There are battles that were lost. And there is, like, gaps between the knowledge as things begin to get erased, as is the nature of the silent capital. Mm. Whoa. But yeah, with a with a seven you don't get like too too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So useful. Yeah, anything helps. Um, as for anything else, I'm not really sure. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Um, as you guys uh, begin to pick up and leave the library, uh, where are you heading to next? What else was there that we haven't gone through yet? Um, there is the inn, the and the jailhouse, basically, where the Um, werewolf is down below. Yeah, the werewolf. Which one? They have it, like, guarded there, or is it, like, living there? Um, from what Ash said, it's definitely in the... It's in captivity. Mm Hmm. I wonder why they haven't taken any blood of it yet, unless they're more frightened of it biting them. Well, we could go ask. Maybe- wait, wasn't there a forgery? And sorry, I lost it for a second, but yes, there is a forge. Um, a prominent awesome. one. Whoopsie daisies. Uh, but you want to head towards the forge? Yeah. Let me see what we can do. As you near the blacksmith's shops, you can see the storefront is shaped like an oval, formed out of rough and rugged stone bricks. Four large stalagmite-looking pillars extend from the top of the house, 
with holes bored into them and smoke billowing heavily out of them. As you near the building, the scent of iron begins to pick up in large whiffs. Lanterns are swinging um, and are hung from these posts dug deep into the ground in front of the door. The wax of the candles is melted and dripped through the steel cages and even melted through the glass. As you guys open the door to the store, you see a store laid out in front of you. Uh, Towards the back, there is more of that traditional forge. There is a stone hearth. And behind the counter to your immediate right, there is a goblin with huge goggles that are almost pointed directly at you. They are like, they oh are coming God. out so far. They are like in front of your face. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and you just see these big old eyes in them. <laughs> Whoa. Eh. Oh, hi. Hi, those are some very Hello. big goggles. They blink at you and you just see in like <laughs> extreme detail his eyelids. You can see the pores on them. Oh my um, God. And he goes, oh, sorry. And he just takes his, them off. And as you get a better look at this blacksmith, you see his brass goggles are complicatedly crafted. They are mm-hmm. like made of interlocking segments. And as he takes them off, it, it reveals a shining bald head towards the front with six locks of hair that is standing straight high into the sky. <laughs> <laughs> his skin like tone is... Guy gray and he is wearing these jet black suspenders that expose his very rock-like skin and he looks at you and goes all right what can i do for you okay what can you do here well what can i do i can do plenty of things i can sell you weapons i can sell you just about anything what's you here for uh i'm here about upgrading a weapon possibly Woo! Uh, what type of upgrade are you looking for? Um, what kind of upgrades are there, honestly? I could do a magical upgrade. It might take a bit. Uh, I could add some silver onto it. Uh, oh, silver? Yeah. Uh, the magic upgrade's gonna cost you a fair penny, though. Uh, yeah, it's gonna cost quite a bit. Yeah, I'd say about, uh... <laughs> he begins to, like, think a little bit, tapping his chin. I, I, I'd i say right about a thousand gold, and then I would oh, have good. to uh, take it for a couple of days, maybe like three. Oh, three. That... No, that's too much. Do you know of anything that could help us out if we were to come across... The thread here, I think you know what I mean. What thread? The the wraiths, the displacer beast, the werewolves. The what now? The, uh, the wraiths, the displacer beast, the werewolves. The, the, the cannibal a tribe. A, dis- a, the a cannibal tribe? What? What? Eh? You don't know about none of Wraiths? Displacer beasts? Cannibal tribes? Yeah, it's all in the Bloodbird Forest. What? 
Y'all didn't know that. Where'd you come from? Um, we we came from the material plane. Oh, darn nice. diggity. Okay, I see. Well, yeah, it explains why you don't know nothing. But yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of shit that'll kill you in there. That's mortifying. Uh, we meant the werewolves, though. Oh, well then, uh, huh. I don't really know the weakness of those fellas. We've been trying to figure it out myself. Uh, hmm. keep going down to the sheriff's office, poking them with different things, trying to figure stuff out. That doesn't really work. Um, so nothing yet. Mm-mm. I mean, we did figure out something that works, but I, based on your reaction to the magic, you probably don't want it. Is it going to take a lot of time, too? I mean, it could if you want to be good, but... Eh, we could do a rush job, and it might just weather down and uh, fall off pretty easy. Oh, goodness. I see. But it will be cheaper. Right. Lynette, what do you think? Do you think we should just take them on our own as we are, or...? Hey, wait, hey, you're, you want, you are, like, set on finding these things? I mean, perhaps I, we want to get through that forest since it's much faster. Oh, goodness. Well, then I, I will advise you absolutely to get some silver on those weapons, even if it's cheap. Oh. Lynette, you're the one with the time here. Uh, sure. I mean, if that will help us, then. Alright, I'm just gonna say right now, uh, do you want to take the time to do this, or do you want to, um, just get a rush job? Because if you want to take your time, it's gonna be along the lines of three days, and it still won't be the best. Um, uh... Mm. Uh, to get some real good silvering job done, it takes about ten days to get it fully inlaid. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's uh, not something in your interest, I know. But, um... Right. Yeah, I could I could do a rush job uh, in three days, and that'll last a couple of days, at least long enough for you to get out of Blood Brood. Um, but if mm. you just uh, I, I I will warn you, it is risky to just uh, get a one and done. Alright. Hmm. We'll have to think about this for a bit. I will let you know, it's not impossible, uh, especially for you, little missy. He, like, points at Nanette. And he, you would see that he, even standing on a stool, he is shorter than you, Nanette. Um... <laughs> Uh, I see that you have a, a quite fine bow right there. Uh, so here's what I'll say. I can get your arrow silvered. That's not a, too much of a complicated process. Uh, it won't take long and you'll have some insurance. But for those of you who actually want to, you know, punchy punchy the, the, the werewolves mm. or uh, stab them really good, um, I, I 
will fully inform you that it is going to be dangerous business. Right. Hmm. Then it, maybe it's better for you. Well, I, I do have uh, other options. Uh, you can fight with some pre-silvered weapons. They're not costly. Well, they're not that costly. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, they just definitely uh, won't fit your hands as well. Oh, yeah. Callius just goes, Well, if you have uh, some silver bullets, I'd definitely like to purchase some of those. Uh, silver bullets. I don't have many silver bullets, I will tell you that. But, uh, I could take some time to craft some. It's just going to take a day. Those aren't com- well, they're not that complicated. I just have to put the silver in the tip. That could work out for you guys. Yeah, I suppose it wouldn't hurt to do it for my arrows, too. I'll just stick to my spells. I think that would work out. Well, how much do you uh, want of each of those? The bullets and the arrows. Um. Hmm. Yeah. I, I guess to be safe, um... Uh, ooh, what's safe? What is safe? I'm not um, sure. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, because we don't know how strong those are. Yeah, and I don't know how many times I might potentially, probably not, <laughs> miss. Um... <laughs> how, how much... I'll just give you all my money. How much would 200 get me? Um... That'll get you right around, uh, 20 bullets. Uh, uh, oh, alright. 20's fine. Um, and Callius, uh, pulls out 200 gold and hands it to the goblin. Goodness. Um, uh, yeah, that's all I got, so, uh, yeah, your, your silver and arrows is gonna be something you might have to handle. Hmm. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to add 20 silver bullets to, uh, Callius's inventory. And for this, Nanette, you will have to keep track of how much ammo you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because you will be using silvered arrows. Yeah. Uh... Hmm... I mean, the price is going to be around the same as the bullets, so I'd say around 220 of them. All right, yeah, sure. Good, right? Yeah. All right. I would hand you that gold. All right, oh, well, you... I, I got it. No, oh, it's, it's okay. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you 
hand over the um, the gold, and he goes, "All right, I'll just take a bit to work on this, and then uh, you come back at the end of the day, and I'll have you some nice uh, silver arrows and silvered uh, bullets." I will say, you're getting a deal on the arrows. At least those can be picked up afterwards if they don't break. Mm. True. Yeah. Uh, thanks, though. Right. Yeah, if you guys want your weapons uh, crudely silvered, I, I can definitely do it still. If you are fighting more melee, I, I can do... It's gonna be around the same price as the arrows. It's gonna be a hundred each for every weapon. Hmm? I still think I'll... Wait, no. Maybe. Maybe. What do these daggers do? Um... Yeah, I could I could handle those daggers for a bit and see if I can throw some silver on it. Yeah, Ooh. I'll see what I can do. Uh, I'll just warn you again, it, it might break off and fall off. It's definitely not going to be anything permanent like it would be. Right. I think that'd be good for a little bit before I switch back to my spells. All right. Um, you hand over the daggers, uh, that you hand over 20 arrows, um, and Callius dumps out 20 of these rounds, um, and, uh, May just goes, do you think, um, we should maybe see about Eldorus's weapon? Yeah. If, yeah, because if he um, ends up waking up and he can fight, I I think we we're oh, gonna yeah, need. He's him. a deadly hitter. Hmm. Good point. Shanice, how are we gonna get that thing? It looks heavy. Yeah. Yeah. An anchor. Oh, you want a silver hole anchor? <laughs> Probably not, which is what is very not. Uh, I, okay, here's what I'll say. Um, I could maybe do the certain parts of the anchor. Uh, it's definitely gonna be a, a way cruder job to get an anchor done. Uh, it'll right. definitely break a little easier. Uh, Good old Rocky is good at this stuff, but not not, not a Savon. Yeah, no, it's alright. Alright. Uh, do you mind showing me where the anchor is? <laughs> sure. Who's swinging around an anchor nowadays? He says as he's getting <laughs> off a stool. <laughs> <laughs> he Very crazy strong man. He swings open the little desk. And he uh, follows you guys out to the wagon. Um, and it, oh is God. it in there? Yeah. yeah. He gets inside of the wagon. Ah, sorry, I, I hope you don't mind. No, it's, it's alright. Right. <laughs> Just... He 
gets in, he looks at Eldorus, and then he looks at the giant anchor, and he goes... <laughs> he turns to you guys. Alright. <laughs> Here's yeah. some. It's very well, doesn't it? I, I, that guy's muscles are the size of my head. I think he can definitely <laughs> swing it. Uh, yeah. He's also glowing, so I'm a little afraid. Uh, all right. Uh, how do I? How do I even? He like <laughs> looks at the anchor, and he just goes, "All right, I'm tough. I, I got, I got muscle on my bone. Let me just let me." Do you me need see. help? I. I, I let me see if I got it first, okay? I got. Uh, okay. I, I, I I might be a little old and uh, uh I, but hey, I, I'm a I'm a strong smithy. I can maybe do it. Yeah, you're, you're um, a smith. He's gonna have a like plus three to whatever I roll to you guys. Um, oh my God. that's gonna be a thirteen. <laughs> a thirteen. Oh. He grabs the anchor by the hilt. He starts pulling it, the weight shifts, and he just, like, can't pick it up. All right. Oh, my God. Oh. Now, now I can use some help. Okay. Um, and I'll just let him roll with advantage, um, since he, I, I still think he has the best strength out of anyone here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he rolled worse. <laughs> He rolled a two and an eight. Uh, oh my god! You all like feel the weight of the anchor, and it just like pulls down at the earth, uh, and you guys can't pick it up. My oh, this is how does he carry this he... around? Right. Uh, I, uh, you know, before we have a um, a JoJo incident. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How about we just get Eldorus up? Up? And I wake him up. Just have him do it. Are, are you sure? Are you? Are you sure? I don't know. He's not looking so bad anymore. I think he should be able to handle himself. I mean, maybe, but... Uh... As you look at Eldorus, he doesn't look like that uh, bone thin anymore. He doesn't look like uh, he doesn't have those like eye bags or that tight um, the tightness of his flesh. Um, he looks better. Oh, uh, question What's is, it? how would we get him up? We're not touching him again. Yeah, I kind of learned my lesson on that one. Uh, We're huh? I, I slapped him and he woke up and he called me weak. <laughs> yeah. That ain't oh. funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Alright, how about you do it? <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, because you wouldn't be able to wake him up either. <laughs> uh, I can admit that at least. Well, I'm good with I can with make him sneeze with a feather. Oh. Um, you probably... Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I can it's <try>. less painful. <laughs> For sure. You know, I think it says a lot that the first thing I thought of is punching him. Probably. Yeah, 
Do you wake <laughs> people up like that? Uh, not I normally, hope. but he sleeps good. He like, does. he sleeps deep. It's either that or scratching him. Gao who's <laughs> sleeping. He's like rolled over on his tummy, sleeping. Um, oh. or no, his like his tummy's facing the sky as his leg is twitching because he's raining. Oh. Um But Adric, uh roll me um This uh you know what I'll say? Roll me a sleight of hand. A sleight of hand. To, you know to what? take a uh, look. A fortune. really quick. I'll be right back. Okay, okay. cucumber. Today we present cheese and macaroni. I don't know where that came from. I think I'm just hungry for cheese and macaroni. Oh my god, cheese and macaroni sounds so good right now. For real, for real. Party got burger, got pasta, and chicken. There goes my spine. I really need those school chairs. Oh yeah, this to crack your back on them? Yes, they were so good at it. Man, you guys rolled so good at like uh researching the gods. Like holy shit. It's that worked so... out for me. Absolutely. We get to get good rolls and lore, and you get to tell us the lore. How do you how do you feel about them, the the gods though? They're so interesting. Like I, I... I wish I could have learned more about them because they're like so cool. Absolutely. My my favorite one, I think, is uh, the depths. I love the depths, but I also really love um, the compass. I love Yafal. Yafal's so cool. philosophy is so fun. It's so fitting hey, for Nanette, too. Yeah, Yafal is a, a god designed for Nanette in mind. Yeah, um, I can tell. I, I really, I can see it. I can see why. I did that. I like the plans for them were before we started Cerulean Roll, and it's just so fitting now. Yeah, I was yeah. interested in in Yafal because I knew that it would call to Nanette, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever want oh. to, um, like, you know, uh, pursue. Uh, a religion in D&D, it's never a bad thing, because yeah. gods are real. They only give Fair. you benefits. Yeah, um, yeah. So, it, it's something to keep in mind. Definitely I definitely awesome. will. Like, uh, we're gonna go to the church after this. Oh, absolutely. If you guys want to go to the churches, yeah. Um. How do you... What? How do you, like, just start worshipping a god? Um, simple, like, uh, daily prayer. Just, um, 
when you have free time, speak your mind <clears throat> to the deity. You know, it's not always、mm. like a big grand sacrifice, like a paladin. Yeah. But it it could just be like a like. Imagine this: Nanette is stuck between like the whole "Why is Delir the way he is now?" and I am really scared to find out more of Eldorus is everything.、Mm-hmm. Um, that would be something that you go to Yafal with, and you'd be like, "Please just guide the strings in a way where I don't have to come to anything bad with either of them." You know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like it would just, it would be just a a grand prayer. I mean, obviously, Yafal is a much more distant god, but it, still a god. Hmm. Um. But uh, where were we? Oh, tickling Eldorus's nose.、Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What the fuck?、Um, you take a feather. You begin to tickle beneath his nose, and. Eldorus、uh, sneezes and he just goes, "Hey, Joe!" Uh,、oh. uh, good morning. Hi, Eldorus. You're looking much better, thankfully.、Uh, thank you.、Um, why am I awake again? Um, we kind of needed your help with your weapon. For context, we. The fastest way we can get to the next area needs for us to go through a、um, dangerous area that may have werewolves and several other creatures that concerning. What the very hell is much concerned. You you don't know what a werewolf is? You know I didn't、no. even know that much either. Um,、yeah. person turn into big wolf, person. Yeah, crazy wolf. And if they bite you, you also turn into one. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, okay. And then what's what do you need my weapon for specifically?、Uh, th- we needed it so that we could all get like some sort of like at least a a bit of silver on it, since that's what that's that's what you think、uh, affects them, right? So that that is the most running theory, yeah.、Uh, Uh, silver has been the only thing to really cut them, but silver is a very frail material, so not really、mm. weapon stuff. Yeah. Oh、uh, well. What could still、okay. be helpful? Um, Eldorus like grabs the anchor out of like all of your hands and lifts it over his shoulder with ease. Um, and he carries it out. That guy is strong. I see why he's swinging around at anchor now. Yeah. <laughs> and Eldorus goes.、Uh, do I just take it in there? No.、Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. And、um, Eldorus walks in. He lays the anchor.、Uh, you see, he lays it to the side, and then the goblin just goes. I'm, I ain't gonna be able to lift that. Just put it on the forge. I'll get you done first.、Uh, all right. And Eldorus lays it on the forge, and comes back out, and he stretches. All right. So, what are we doing in the meantime? 
I mean, they also said they had a werewolf in that jailhouse over there. Uh, what do we talk about? Wanna... Uh, so you want to just go check on the werewolf? Oh. I, I, I think it'd be good if we went to go see the werewolf personally. Uh, or maybe they're not wolfing, and we can, you know, uh, get some information out of them. Yeah, I think that would be good. Yeah, hopefully they're not wolf mode. And he... <laughs> wolf mode? mode? Yeah, like, you know, like rat mode? Like, it's wolf mode. Oh, oh, is that is that your thing now? He looks down at his hand. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I really prefer uh, rat mode. I... I don't want to get in any business about being a werewolf. That no, would... no, I don't. I don't mean that. I just mean like saying animal o mode. Like, is that is that a thing now? He tilts his head. Why like, wouldn't it be? Uh, well, I, I, I don't know. I think <laughs> it's cool. I, I. I I agree, yeah. May gets into like a shonen power stance and he goes, Wolfo mode! The Wolfo mode! Callius just starts cackling. <laughs> what? I think it's cool. It's cool, right? <laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah, it's 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 unique. I May just puts his finger on his chin and walks away. <laughs> I got some thinking to do. We should just tell him it's cool. I I think it's funny, but <laughs> I, sometimes I forget that he's a teenager. I mean, it is unique. <laughs> Uniquely funny. <laughs> Callius. What? It's true. You you would laugh at it too. I I think we should just let him have his fun. Yeah, yeah, I I think the same thing. <laughs> Wolf mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's such a nerd. I like him. <laughs> I agree. Um and Callius gets back on Autismo and uh begins to take the wagon following you guys over to the jailhouse. And as you guys maneuver all the way over to the jailhouse oh. to begin... Oh! Sorry, there's something I forgot I wanted to do. Um, I was wondering if I could just, like, before we get back into the wagon, if I could just, like, pick up, like, a rock or something so I could, like, carve the symbol out of the uh, rapier. Yes, you pick up a loose stone from the road. It's, like, littered in stones. It's not very hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, you pull it into the uh, into the wagon. And on the way there, you slowly begin to scratch it out. Uh, I'm going to say the efficiency of doing this is going to be based off of 
normally I would say strength, but it's basic friction. The faster you go, the more it wears mm -hmm. away. So we'll base it off of your dexterity. So roll me a dexterity check to see how much you get done Thank in this God. one. Yeah, right? I'm about to be mean to you. Okay. Oh, easy. In one sitting, you begin to uh, buff out the um, symbol of the Blackheart Pirates from the hilt of this rapier. And the hilt does look rough. It's um, very... It's a rush job. It's not polished anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But certainly better than before. Yeah. Um, there are some, like, metal shavings all over your hands. Uh, you, you, like, your fingers are dyed silver because of how much you've rubbed it out. Oh. Huh. Um. I... Yeah, I think this is a good time to end the episode as you guys maneuver your way over to the jailhouse. Okay. Yeah. And we'll see everyone on the next episode of Cerulean Roll. <laughs>